BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, April 28th, 2023. It's about one o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. My guest is Jose Vega. You might remember Jose from an encounter he had at the Columbia Journalism School, which we featured here uh, on uh, Judging Freedom earlier this week. If you don't remember him and you don't remember the the encounter, you'll see it again and you'll be pleased uh, at what you see. Jose is a citizen journalist born and raised in the Bronx who loves to stir the pot in New York City. And the pot stirring that he did earlier this week was over the top and terrific. Uh, Jose, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Sure. So set the scene for us. You um, are not a student at Columbia, but you were invited to some sort of a public event. What was the event? Who was on the stage and, and what was going on there at Columbia? Yeah. So it was an event hosted by the Columbia School of Journalism. And this was an event that was um, being uh, hosted by some of the biggest names in media and mainstream press today. The executive editor of the New York Times, the executive editor of the L.A. Times, the executive editor for Washington Post and for Reuters. Right. So they're all up on stage. And even Barack Obama gave a message to this conference. So it was a pretty big, big deal the press, the when you say the, the the Western media journalist, that is who was there. Okay, and you were in the audience. I was in the audience. Yes. And what what was the purpose of the gathering to to, to bemoan the uh, destruction of the freedom of speech? Yes, the official name of the panel that I was in was called Policy and the Role of the Press. How does the press help in shaping U.S. policy? What were they talking about before I interrupted them? Why we need to go after the sources of misinformation and disinformation and why that's dangerous for a society and why you should only trust sources like the New York Times, LA Times, blah, 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 blah. And the reason reason you interrupted and the reason you're smiling now is because these are the greatest purveyors of misinformation and and refuse refusance refusing to look at the truth uh in the business today and you called them out for it yeah i mean i would also say that i believe our government has been hijacked by tyrannical and fascist forces and the media and the press is just the mouthpiece for that and i believe now is the time for every other citizen to stand up and be the first line of defense against that tyranny you know, so you, that we can you, take back you our are, You are a young man. When I was your age and the Vietnam War was raging, the press was adversarial to the government and the press challenged the government. Today, because the press is fed uh, uh, lies by the CIA and by MI6, my ex-CIA buddies who are on our side on this and condemn their former employer, 
a claim that MI6, the British version of the CIA, is actually better than the American version uh, at, at spreading lies through the press because the press gets this information and supposedly uh, from their, their personal sources, they spread whatever they want. Okay, when you uh, were there, was it, I have to ask you this, was it time for audience comments or did you just stand up and say what we're sh about to hear you say? The questions were already pre-selected or you had to write them down on a card. So I wasn't going to wait for the audience section. I just stood up about 10 minutes after they began their panel. And how did you get the microphone in your hand? I didn't have a microphone. I had oh. my phone, which was recording my audio that I later put onto the video. Okay, so now we're going to play your A plus 2.0 harangue, and, and then we'll unpack it. Okay, Gary, let's play it. Shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century? And you guys, you know, I mean, you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block Seymour Hersh. It just all of you are executive editors of papers that broke Pentagon, My Lai, Watergate. Is this the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right in the last 20 years or am I mistaken about that? Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong. Okay, I mean, the list goes on and on. So will you at least say something, either about Nord Stream or Ukraine or the fact that Zelensky brought us to the verge of World War III and the only reason we knew about that was through leaks? I'm, go ahead. It's a free speech event, right? You guys are the press. Well, I just want to hear what they have to say. Go ahead. I'm done. Man, you were so articulate. But before we get into the substance of what you're saying, what happened to you then? There was no mic to take from your hands. Did they remove you? Did you, did you just stop and sit down and listen to the rest of the program? Well, what happened is there's, there's an extended version of that clip where um, I was actually tackled to the ground by the Dean of Columbia and a security guard. So they pushed me down to the ground. I don't think they were trying to do that, but that's what they did. And then I just stand right back up and I keep saying, at least say something about the people who are in jail for being critical of this war. And then I get, you know, I get the boot and I get kicked out. All right, and they, did they remove you or, or compel you to leave the room? Oh, they forcibly removed me. The Dean of Columbia bear-hugged me and picked me up out of the, uh, uh, of the room. Did they, in your absence and after your departure, ever discuss the hot-button issues that you called them out on? No. Wow. Wow. And I know that because I had people in the room who stuck around before after I All left. Right, so this was not a symposium on... Uh, the freedom of speech. It was not a symposium on the freedom of the press. It was some sort of a, a false facade whereby the New York Times, the LA Times, the Washington Post and Reuters could claim to be the eyes and ears uh, of the public, but in reality, were just mouthing the government's versions of thing, a version of things. Exactly. I mean, They're did they not. ever address why they suppressed Seymour Hersh and printed the most Absurd story imaginable. The two guys on a sailboat blew up the Nord Stream pipeline rather than the U.S. Navy and the American CIA. Did they ever fess up to that? 
No, and it'd be one thing if they at least said Seymour Hersh is Russian disinfo or, you know, he's been, he's old and, you know, sadly, no, none of that. They never mentioned him. They just ignore him. They've never said a single word about him. And had they uttered his name there, they probably would have been fired or lost their jobs or something. Wow. Gary, I want to run it again uh, because uh, Jose was so uh, articulate. And, of course, once we post this, Jose, you know, it, it, the, the full judging freedom audience, which is huge and into the millions, uh, will be there to see it. We ran it the other day, but I was so impressed with you. I had Gary find it. Find you. I don't know how he found you, but he found you. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to run this clip. Uh, again, here we go. Shouldn't we be talking about the Nord Stream since that's the biggest story of the century? And you guys, you know, I mean, you have the executive editor of the New York Times there who came out with a phony story to try and block Seymour Hersh. It just all of you are executive editors of papers that broke Pentagon, Me Lai, Watergate. Is this the same papers or not? I mean, is there anything you've gotten right in the last 20 years or am I mistaken about that? Iraq, wrong. Syria, wrong. Russiagate, really wrong. Okay, I mean, the list goes on and on. So will you at least say something, either about Nord Stream or Ukraine or the fact that Zelensky brought us to the verge of World War III and the only reason we knew about that was through leaks? Go ahead. It's a free speech event, right? You guys are the press. Well, I just want to hear what they have to say. Go ahead. I'm done. You don't know if they ever uh, acknowledged your questions and responded to them after you left. No, after I left, they uh, made a joke saying, does anyone else want to say something? And then they said, we're going to cut to a five minute break. Wow. Was there support for your argument uh, in the audience? I couldn't tell. I don't think so. And what what was the audience? Was it um, undergraduates, graduate students, members of the? I'm I'm very familiar with uh, Columbia, uh, uh, members of the um, community. You know, no. was it an upper <laughs> was it an Upper West Side liberal Democrat big government uh, crowd that uh, you pressed all the right buttons for us and the wrong buttons for them? Yes, exactly right. It was all insiders. The median age there must have been like I don't know eighty. Maybe all, all of them just insiders, people who are Upper West Side liberals, like you said, like you put it. That's all that was there. Um, and you, you can hear in the video people tell me to shut up, too. All right. Aside from my uh, theory uh, that the media has become the mouthpiece for the government because the government feeds its secret information, we also know uh, from the Matt Taibbi uh, revelations at Twitter that the uh, government has been in a symbiotic relationship uh, with big tech, and it either uses a carrot or a stick. We don't know which. Uh, we know that to Google and Facebook have been doing uh, the bidding of the Department of Homeland Security for years. Yeah. Uh, how do you think we got here? How do you well, think? This, how do you think this happened? Look, you know, I hate to say it, but I have to put the blame on my fellow neighbors. You know, at the end of the day, if our neighbors aren't standing up and defending their constitution and defending their government that's you get the government you deserve and i believe you know 435 congressional districts can we find one person in each of them to stand up and do what i did to their congressperson or to some establishment a-hole like what i did with these journalists that's what we need right now to get us out of this mess take back your government that that should be the theme right now right well you know you you and i 
um, have a view of government that it, it should serve the people rather than be the master of the people. Uh, and its first job is to preserve, protect, and defend our uh, fundamental liberties. And if the Supreme Court is going to recognize certain protections for the press on the assumption that the press is the eyes and ears of the people, then it needs to be the eyes and ears of the people, not the mouthpiece of the government, to continue the the, the physical analogy, but the eyes and ears uh, of the people. And we don't have that. None of those entities in that room, New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times, or Reuters, is today the eyes and ears of the public. It's the mouthpiece of the government. I'll give you the last the last word on this, and I'm deeply grateful that you were able to join us, Jose. I'll just say this to my fellow Americans. You know, I got a lot of support for this, but honestly, it's time for you to do what I just did. Look at what one person standing up for the truth, the reaction it got. It's an international force right now because I've seen it translated into four different languages now via subtitles. Will you stand up and take back your government that's been hijacked for the last 20 years? I'm, I'm talking to the person listening to this right now. I want you to do what I just did and I'll help you do it. Contact me. Let's get this going and let's take back our government. How do people find you, uh, Jose? Do you have a website or an email address? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter. I respond to all my, my messages, twitter.com slash J-O-S-B-T-R-I-G-G-A. That's uh, Jose B. Triga. Or they can follow me on YouTube at Declaring Independence. That's my YouTube name. People can email me too. My personal email is Jose Vega, my name. Then the number is 3923 at yahoo.com. All right, Jose, this will uh, be posted. Gary will give you the link. You can spread it uh, wherever you want. And you can come back here from time to time, my friend. Well, thank you very much for having me. And uh, if I ever do something else worth being on for, I'll let you know. Give us a heads up. We'll, we might have some cameras there as well. All the best, uh, Jose. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Wow. If you like that, my dear friends, you're going to get more of it. Like and subscribe. More as we get it. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.